Welcome back to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Everybody, once again, I thank everybody who subscribed to my my podcast. And I have a special guest here who's, he's like family here already. So he's been here a couple of times. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, mister? Because I, I, I'm terrible at this. I'm only a special guest because I come in on the yellow bus wearing a helmet. That's the only way it is. I'm a special guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As always, I'm the guy, Mr. King of Talk Style. Um... Uh, the man, the myth, the, the legend, uh, and you know, as you always know, I'm also known as the cheap thrill and just uh, the, the 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 tickler of the fancies of them all. Jay Santi here from Turbocal Tabloid. Yes, yes trying to get here with you guys here. So, um, what's what, what's on the agenda today? Well, we're gonna be talking. Like, I think of last week. I think it was last Friday, a week ago. I called your show, and you was talking about um, the different style of wrestling, and we're talking about. Like high flying, freaking strong style. But when I call, I made a uh, remark of we have strong style, we had the high flying style, we got the lucha style, and then we got the WWE style. All right. And, and we both know that once a wrestler goes into WWE, you'll never see that style ever again. Am I right or wrong on that? Oh, yeah, because they're not accustomed to the. The the indie strong the the uh, the the spots in which you've hired this individual for anyway, so it never it, it always escapes me on why you pull away from what you brought the talent in for. Yeah, I mean, what would you consider Seth Rollins? What kind of style were he? Because I mean, he does a little of uh, you know high flying style, but he also will go into the mat. I mean. Uh, it's like you know you, you got the ricochets you you had the mass idols back in the days but they never really pushed them but you got a guy like fucking seth rollins who's a high flyer slash i don't know what what, what would you consider him I, to me he's more of a hybrid he's more high flyer technical uh understands uh ring chemistry ring work pacing it, it's um it's a rare thing, too, where you could get a, a, a talent who could switch it up on a dime whenever it's needed. And Seth is one of those who's able to captivate and capture that. And, and you know, it's funny that um, one guy, and this is what I was thinking about it way before, uh, after we spoke, um, I think, during the weekend and all that stuff. And I was saying there's one guy who probably has about 60 or 70 freaking moves, and that's AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles... On YouTube, they have a match between him and Nakamura in Japan. And they have a countdown on how many moves this guy did in that just that particular match. He had 50, to be exact. Now, right. you see AJ Styles now, he probably doesn't even do not even five moves. Well, it's because when you, when you get to the level of WWE, they want you to take their pace and... Whatever it is that was solid for you on your run to get there, now it's more of the speed with WWE. It's like, we don't need to see that all the time. But yet, you know, we'll get the same fucking suicide dives every fucking week. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. I think everybody's doing that shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's Everybody. Like, it doesn't matter what, what promotes it. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's fucking small, fat. Super fucking super heavyweights. Everybody's going super side dives now. No, but did you did you did you get to see AEW last night? Yes. Oh, uh, did you see what um I don't know if it's Dash or Wheeler. 
We're going to try to do a, a, a Tope Suicida slash DDT and he messed up. You didn't see that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the hell is he trying to do? And, and to me, look, well, I mean, before I even start talking about what style I like, what kind of style do you like? Do you like the strong style, the, the, the WWE style, the high-flying style, the mat wrestling, what chain wrestling? Because that's a bunch of styles. But what is your particular bread and butter that you say, I could sit there and watch this match with two good wrestlers and love that style? I've always been a fan of technical ever since Bret Hart was. In oh, yeah, 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 you're a Bret Hart fan. Yeah, when you watch the Bret Hart, when you when you even watch, you know, you know, um, Dynamite Kid. Oh my god! Of the way back. Technical and and the the strong, and then you watch, you know, later on in the game when you start watching like the the the, the Zack Saber Juniors, when you watch guys like that. I've always been a fan on how. When with technical and how it connects with chain as well, that you could make smart moves, smart, uh, uh, smart uh, interactions with not only your opponent but what captivates the crowd with the smallest and littlest things. Like one of my biggest tech wrestlers that I love right now is Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is fucking phenomenal in the game right now when it comes to that. Really? And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Pete Dunn is good. But he, you know what he reminds me of a little bit with his style? He's always messing around with the fingers and all that. Um, Marty Scroll. Marty Scroll. And Marty as well. Marty could be could be very, if you watch Marty in his technical work, yeah. very key on finding um, parts of the body to work and continue to work. And it's smart, it's smart ring psychology. So to me, I, I enjoy watching smart technical wrestlers in a ring. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's funny that you say that because it, um, last night when I was watching um, FTR against uh, Lucha Bros, FTR brings that 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 old school mentality style that you don't see this no more. I mean, that's I'm talking about. We're talking about like technical wrestling, pick a body part and just work on that. You don't see that no more. I, I don't. I don't. And that's I think. When I see these guys wrestling like that, that type of style, that old school style, I miss that. I don't know about you, but I miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like, now it's like one guy hits you with a clothesline, then he'll do a flip, and then he'll super kick you, and it's like no selling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. You, I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. I, 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 I'm, I get frustrated when you see... Look, I get it when it comes to false finishes and all. I understand that those those kind of elements work. But when you don't sell an injury, when you don't sell a move, when you don't, you're not showing any facial expression. You're not you're not working uh, uh, the the injury to the to the leg or to the arm. It shows no purpose to why you're wrestling. You're you're, you're basically just fucking telling the crowd, hey, it's fake. Don't, yeah. don't watch this shit. You know, it's funny because Moxley last night, uh, Moxley did something that a lot of wrestlers don't do anymore. And, um, I mean, he pretty much said what he was going to do in the match. He was going to work on Brian K's bicep, and that's what he worked on all night. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I told my friend, I was like, look, I love the story because he said he was going to work on his bicep, and that's exactly what he worked on, on the bicep, an injured bicep. Not he ain't work on the leg, he ain't work on the ribs. He worked on a bicep, and, and you don't see that wrestling style anymore. 
it's like it's like a dead it's like a dead class. Like you know, you take class one on one on simple body parts. Not that class no longer exists. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. It's, um, but to me, last night, uh, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I saw. And to me, first of all, my my type of style that I like is strong style. And and I go way back. You know, you mentioned strong style now. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Wrestling fans today think that strong style started in 2014. Right. So, I, okay. yeah, ahead, I, I, I lost the um, I lost I lost the 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 love of wanting to embrace the new style of wrestling. Yeah, when guys pretty much um uh, forgot where they came from when it when it comes to like when when you got guys like 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 FTR or Moxley or um even the Rollinses, uh, these are guys who who studied the game mjf him too he, his his the way that he he studied how to be a heel is amazing because he's young he's 23 24 years old and not a lot of dudes want to be that much of a heel they don't want to be a bad guy yeah but when you use it in the ring and you're smart and you're able to put together matches and understand like no that's not going to work because that's not going to put you over that's not going to put me over he, you know what's funny about him, and, and actually not funny, but it's a smart thing. He keeps his kayfabe. He keeps his like his character. He uses that inside when he's in a professional ring and outside, and you know when he gets on social media, whatever. Somebody says something about if he ever you know bang um Sammy, uh, Sunny, whatever, and he just went off and cur- cursed everybody off. But that's the way he. He, you know, he still keeps his kayfabe. You don't see that anymore, you know. And I think, honestly, I think he's going to be the one who's going to uh, unseat John Moxley somewhere. That he's going to become the next AEW champion. I, I see it happening. I don't, I don't know if you see it because everybody they put in front of Moxley right now, he has beaten. So the only one who's, um, who hasn't lost and only probably got one loss because it was a four-way is MJF. Yeah, and, and when you got guys like him, uh, like I said, who stu- who studied the craft as closely as they do, and then you have um, wrestlers like uh, when you watch and you, when you want to change up the style, you look at let's say uh, a Pac. When you when you watch Pac, you can see that this is another guy who took the British strong style. He took elements of technical, and he also knows how to work on the on the ropes as well. He's another hybrid kind of guy, but yet he also respects the business. He, he understands the, the chemistry, the, the storytelling of a match. That's what, 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 really, what really gravitates me to what wrestling is and what it, what it used to be. These yeah. days, you said, you, you, you lose it because, like I said, these guys, all they want to do is get their shit in. You know, I'm the high flyer. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with the Canadian destroyer, fucking <laughs> yeah. top rope. You, you, yo, you just took the yeah. I was just thinking about that Canadian destroyer. Everybody's fucking doing it. Everybody. That's yeah. not, I'm like, um, and it's I think the first people that started doing it at AEW. I could be wrong. I think it was Pentagon. He did it last year at Double or Nothing on a table. Now everybody's doing it. Dustin Rose is doing it. Last night, uh, Marco Stunt did it to Young Bucks. Every week, somebody's doing the 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 Canadian Destroyer. And what I'm seeing with this wrestling style now is we're gonna do what's what's trending. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna do what's 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 cool and what's hot. 
get, get you know get a pop. Well, I don't know about pop because there's no damn wrestling fans. But you could get over on social media. Am I? I mean, am I the only one who thinks this? I mean, I don't know. Well, it's because listen, they they, they tend to forget that they're on the, they're on TV, right? And because they're on TV, they have a little bit amount of time to put their shit and get their shit uh, put together so that uh, you know. You know, you, you know, I, I got to make sure I pop the crowd. So I got to do something where, in all reality, people don't really care about that. They want to see a good building match. Like, I, I want to see someone get their head bashed into a, a, a turnbuckle and all of a sudden they can't really work because they're feeling woozy. They're dazed. And, yeah. you know, now they, nowadays you get bashed into a turnbuckle, somebody springs up like they're a fucking undertaker. And, like, the, I, and, and the crazy part oh. is, if they get hit with the turnbuckle with no pad in it, they get hit, and then next thing you know, they're still getting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? I, I don't know. I think, you know what? Um, you get hit with a, a fucking Canadian destroyer off a ladder, and then you bounce back the fuck up. Thank first you, of all, first of all, like, the Canadian destroyer shit that Marco Stunt did on, on Matt Jackson last night should have got the pin. That would have been a finishing move right there. Well, that's the other thing, too, because uh, I, I think... We've we've gotten lost in the city idea, and I and and I don't blame them, but I think that the American style of wrestling, the New Age style of wrestling, has been trying to take too much from Japan. But with Japan, they know how to put together matches to where if you're going to get a false finish off an amazing move like that, the wrestlers in the ring know how to sell how and why someone kicked out of some shit like that. Well, well, I don't know if you heard the Tamatanga's uh, uh, podcast, but he explains of the dojos over there. They they don't play in Japan. When that means when these guys, like I said, I watched that Minoru Suzuki against Okada, dude, and and these guys are not getting hit like with a slap and you slapping your your your, your leg, or whatever. These guys are getting hit hard. I'm talking about strong shots. You know what I'm saying? And Japan, the good thing I like about Japan is most of these storylines are built within the two year mark. They, they built two years worth of storylines. That's why you never see, if you see a storyline, and a lot of the storylines are, are, are told in the ring, you don't see that backstage bullshit we see here in America. Right, right. And, 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 and you have uh, um, matches that tell a story, right? And then the funny thing is that once that story's finished, there's somebody else comes in, either attacks the, the wrestler or the champion, now he's next on the title. And you don't you see that, and it keeps you interested because you be like, oh wow, he, he did this. Oh, I'm gonna watch it in the next you know next pay per view. And America doesn't do that. Everything is about oh, let me see how crazy, I, what crazy move I can make to get reaction from people in social media. I, I mean, and I think I blame a lot of social media fans. I, I, you know, that's that's the way I see it. Um, no, I don't blame them. I blame the I blame the wrestlers because. At the end of the day, I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at the fans when it's the wrestlers who knows how to try to to, to pleasure their fucking their entertainment zones. You know, it's there. I, I like you can't blame me if I go see fucking Hamilton and I didn't like it because you didn't do a good job on stage. Yeah, but, it, but 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 let's say right, let's say. Let's say House of Glory. We go to a show in House of Glory, right? And a guy does, you know, anybody in particular. I don't have to name anybody. Some guy does a move and it doesn't get over, right? 
then he knows the next time he's trying to do that move, he's not going to do it again because he didn't get over. You know what I'm saying? Now, everything in, in wrestling, especially in this scene, uh, a guy gets throws a freaking uh, a bottle baby around him. Now, that's a, a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Look at Orange Cassidy. His gimmick is, you know, the orange juice. And he's, now he's getting over. I mean, I like the guy. I like the way he wrestles. But it's silly stuff that happens that people, some of these fans get into it, right? And they forget the concept of a wrestling match. Wrestling match is supposed to tell a story. It's not really about the gimmick all the time. I mean, correct me. I could be wrong. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong about that. So, no, it, 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 it. First of all, these wrestlers these days don't give a fuck. They, they're gonna make sure that their fucking move or whatever they want to get their shit in. They're gonna fucking try to sell that shit until somebody likes it. They don't care. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They'll do the fucking corkscrew pile driver until somebody fucking pops for it, even though it'll look like shit. They don't care. Yeah. But I think I think what gets lost is it's almost like when when I when you and I we we we're also music enthusiasts we enjoy um, hip hop and, and shit like that mm -hmm. where you know we look at hip hop now and we go what the fuck is yeah. this how many how many yawned this shit <laughs> and and the the younger the younger audience that are into hip hop don't know about the Big Daddy Kanes or the Run DMCs or Eric B and Rakim, Eric B and Rakim and all that. They don't, they don't know about that and they don't care to know about it because mm. that's not their wave. Yeah, right. I think the new style of wrestlers, when you see them, there's like, yo, who's your favorite wrestler from you know, um, uh, in the past forty years? The first person they're gonna fucking pop off with is gonna be like Petey Williams or some shit like that. It's gonna be like, wait, hold on, Petey's cool, but. Have you not watched other fucking wrestling? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of wrestling fans today, if you think about it, they're pretty much from the Attitude Era. And, 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 and you tell them who's the best wrestler they've ever seen, they'll say Stone Cold Steve Austin because that's as far as they go. Now, you talk to guys like us, we've been around forever. I mean, and we've seen any, every damn era that has been. Um, and, and it's crazy, but I, I see so much... The change of wrestling, and this is why, in a way, I'm like, uh, I love, I, I, listen, I'm so happy that New Japan came back, bro. You don't know. I was like a little kid in a candy store when mm -hmm. New Japan came back because now I get to see real, to me, real wrestling. Um, I just want to bring another topic, and this is a topic that uh, it, I think you heard me talk about, the Tessa Blanchard. There was a word going around that Tessa Blanchard is going to sign with WWE, and they're going to do an evolution, too. Do you agree with that? I mean... Just to introduce her? Well, yeah, that's that's the rumor. They they were planning. First, they were planning, and now they say they're not. They were thinking about doing Evolution 2 and build it around her. I think they just. I think she just needs to fucking sit down and be fucking humbled for a little bit because this broad seems to have a lot on her fucking shoulders thinking that, um, yeah, that she, she believes that the world should be given to her on a fucking silver platter. And she needs to be settled down. As, oh, somebody needs to pull her by her fucking uh, her chin and tell her, "Listen, well, you good? I, I don't know because now, you, now this you is, good, but you ain't that good." I mean, they they said that WWE was the one who sent feelers out to you know, I guess to to reach out to her. Um, and, I mean, to me, I think she just sit sit out and see what happens. I mean, she could she could always work in Mexico. I mean, it's not like she never wrestled in AAA. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, if she comes to WWE, regardless, 
And I mean, somebody made a, you know, I think it was JD who said that WWE don't, doesn't care whether she had a past of, of you know, being a bigot or a bully, whatever, as long as they get money. You know, that's the way WWE acts. Right. But I think she should take a freaking break because, and not only that, I mean, with the situation that she did with Impact, telling them that she wanted a one-day pay for her to travel and then drop the title, and then she decided not to. I mean, who the hell's going to pick her up? AEW's not going to pick her up. That's for sure. Well, yeah. they, I mean, listen, if, if AEW fucking signs it, like I said before, they're fucking hypocrites because you just sat there and tell them, you know, you're not going to tolerate racist shit, and you got to fucking, you're, you're going to sign a racist. And so, not only that. Well, not, not, I'm not going to say she's racist, but has made racist, racial comments. But but also, they'll, they'll, go, they'll look so bad, dude, because remember, not only that because she's, you know, the racist comment, whatever, the bullshit, but remember, they just suspended Sammy Guevara for his comment he made about Sasa. Then they sent Jimmy Havoc home because he was bullying his ex-girlfriend, some bullshit. So if they sign Tessa, that'd be like a like mega, mega contradiction of, you know, of themselves because you just suspended Sammy Guevara. And they suppose they claim that uh, a lot of Sammy Guevara fans stop watching AEW. I don't know how true that is, but I mean, I don't think I don't think he, um, you know, he will. Um, I don't think Tony Khan's going to sign her. You know. Well, in WWE's case, WWE is a bunch of fucking whores. <laughs> they, they're whores. They, they, that's what they pretty much. They're whores, and um, to be honest, it's all about the money. Uh. Does she fit? And yeah, she does. She does fit. But you know, where, where in WWE's universe, quote unquote, would anybody really give a fuck that she's there though? It's it's not it's not her world. WWE is not her world. Yeah, but let's go let's go to the petty world of WWE, and I'm gonna tell you why I feel that they may sign her, and they may not give a rat's ass about her past or whatever. Now. Now, a couple a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago, I mentioned something about AEW thinking of doing the Four Horsemen because there's a lot of things going on there that is leading to that, right? Now, her father is in, in, in AEW, right? And supposedly, according to what I read online, uh, Conrad Thompson uh, and Tooley are like the sole owner of the Four Horsemen. So let's say if they do the Four Horsemen shit in AEW, they're going to bring his daughter in and then they're going to shit on her. And yeah. then, not only that, they're not only going to shit on her, but they're going to pull her to lose to the man who was like the leader of the four horsemen, Ric Flair's daughter. Well, that's what they want. They want the, 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 the what you call it, the, the battle of the, the legacies. Yeah. Whereas, to be honest with you, um, AEW would benefit more because they need it. That's that woman's division is struggling as shit. That woman's division sucks right now. Yeah, they they really they re- and what dropped to be honest, what really fucked Impact up was actually fucking having a wrestle for that fucking heavyweight title. Yeah, that really yeah. But then again, think about it. Tessa Tessa ran through that fucking division like nothing. What else was there she to do? I would have well, I would have done if if you know. This is my, my my mentality about it. You already ran rough shot through the whole Impact Women's Division, right? Go to fucking WWE and NXT and wrestle there. But then right. she had a chance to go there, but then she had a fucking attitude in the May Young Classic, and that's why WWE never signed her. 
Right. And and this is what I'm saying. We're going to take another shot at this fucking this thing back. I mean, honestly, this is what we're going to do here. Yeah, but we, yeah. listen, McMahon right now, bro, is desperate because he know his programming sucks, bro. Every week that the ratings go down. I, I mean, I'm surprised they're in the one million mark. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, what else? Is, you know, he has to make money like right now. McMahon is looking to losing more money. Because right now, L.A. is the next, I think, spot that they're supposed to do the WrestleMania next year. The L.A. mayor just said that there is not going to be no big gathering in L.A. next year. So, he's about to lose money again. Oh, what are you going to say? He's going to make more money now because of the Saudi? He can't, he can't even do a Saudi show this year. So, he, it, But it, regardless of that, they're they're going to, they're in a surplus anyway. They're going to actually no, be in yeah, a but They're but, winning. They're going to win. Regardless, at the end of this year, they're winning. So that doesn't even that don't even matter to him about that. What matters is the fact that Tessa, right now, shouldn't be getting the red carpet treatment, especially about how she handled business with Impact. That's not how you do business. I think I think it's wherever she goes, bro, is, is she's gonna she's gonna because of what that, what happened with the with the twi- the Twitter thing and all that. Everywhere she goes, bro, is good. That's like a black cloud hovering over her. Like mm-hmm. she can't go in. I mean, Ring of Honor doesn't have any women's dimension, but if they are, you're gonna build. Let's say bring in Tessa Blessing and build around her. I mean, people are gonna be like, "Look, they, they, what kind of shit is this?" You know what I'm saying? If she goes to WWE, even though she has that black cloud, but WWE knows how to make people look like shit. I mean, I, I hope they don't. But and, and, and that's the, that's probably the best thing that anybody who's anti Tessa would actually appreciate is the fact that. Hey, if they've taken the WWE, they're gonna make it look like shit. Yeah, and you know, and it's like, I I don't know. I just like, oh, I I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. And then, then there's another. There was another report because um, of John Cena contract was over. You you heard that about that one? Yeah, but he he's not he's not going no fucking way. Sounds like people were talking about. Oh, he could go to New Japan and fire Hiroshi. Come on, stop. Please, please stop. That man, is, that man is living the best life right now. He's good yeah. money. He, I mean, he could he could always come back whenever the hell he wants to. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now, quick question: I know you had a, that tag team um, tournament going on. Who, mm-hmm. who won that? Oh, the Dudley Boys. What? Yeah. The, oh Dudley. my God, bro! Dudley. The Dudley Boys won it. The Dudley Boys won. I, 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 I listen. People were bitching about you know the way that we did our our uh, uh, WWE WWF. Greatest of all time, kind of thing, whatever the fuck. I was like, okay, fine, let's leave it in the in, in the listeners' hands. Let's leave it to the group members' hands. And this is what you got, ladies and gentlemen. The Dudley That's Boys. Dudley now, Boys. It was close though between the Royal Warriors and Dudley Boys, and Dudley Boys won. It was close. Oh, they're lucky I didn't vote it because I would have been like, because at the, at that time when the Dudley Boys were around, the the the, the tag team titles and, and the title changes were. Often than I don't know what. Every other week, somebody was becoming new champion. So, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to take this credit to Dudley Boys because, I mean, they were 21 time, was it 21 time world champions? Some right. shit like that. And they won every freaking title everywhere Japan, WWE. I mean, I don't count that down in WCW shit because they never wrestled in WCW. You know what I'm saying? They only got those titles because, you know, they got um, WWE bought WCW. But, but, uh, uh, I mean, I'm a big Road Warrior fan, but if you look at it as far as, I don't know, you tell me, I mean, you, me and you are old school. The the Road Warriors were more of a brawler type compared to the Dudley. The Dudleys were more, 
they were brawlers, but they could they could they could hang in there. Like as far as chain wrestling, you don't you don't think so? Wrestling wise, when it comes to wrestling, Dudley Boys are far beyond fucking the Royal Warriors. No. The thing with the Royal Warriors, they were a novelty. They were fucking over wherever you fucking took them. They blew up the territory, mm-hmm. no matter where. You could have done it in fucking Midwest. You could have done it done it in fucking in Florida. You could have done it in Japan. Wherever they were booked, they blew up the fucking territory. Even when they did the six weeks or the three the three months uh, one shots, and they were out, they fucking filled. It was just just the look and the persona was all that was needed for that fucking that tag team. Yeah. If you want to talk about just fucking ring work, they, they, they weren't that good. They were shit. <laughs> they, were fucking, they were stiff as hell. They fucking potatoed mostly everybody they were in the fucking ring with. Guys were going to... It was, like, it was, it was just like how Bret Hart would describe fucking... Uh, Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like wrestling, fucking, it was like wrestling a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, now, yo, let me tell you something. I used to be a big Goldberg fan, but ever since he did that shit with Bray Wyatt, I can't stand that, man. He doesn't give a rat's ass about wrestling. I'm like, ah, so... Anyway, all right, guys, so this is it for today. I mean, it's very short because there's not a lot of shit going on with w, uh, wrestling at all. It's just, it's like a fucking standstill. So, are, are you still going to that IWC? Is it IWC in Atlanta City? No, no, no. That was They just had one that was a couple of weeks ago. What, 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 that's the one that, that everybody had it going, like in a drive-in, some sort of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I, watched- I thought that shit was like recent. I, I, I don't know. I'm getting old, bro. So. Yeah, exactly. No, I I watched that. I watched it. it was, oof, shit. Oh, you went? No, I watched. No, I watched it on IWTV. Oof, oh, oh, oh. W- was it good? Oh, ugh. Oh, oh. I, I let's just let's just say that um, there was a wall that was being painted that I should have been watching before I watched that. I I, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. This deathmatch shit does not. I, I I can't. But I do have to say that uh, our, our friends at VXS. Are having a show on August sixteenth. So guys, check so, out the, on the Turnbuckle Tabloid page and check wherever it is that um, wrestling uh, posts are. There, they have a great, they have a great um, lineup so far. I mean, we're gonna see. We we have uh, more to come on Turnbuckle Tabloid. We'll talk about that and uh, let's see if we could uh, uh, generate some some. It's limited seating, but you you'll be able to get it on Fight TV as well. So it, it, yeah, the only the only fed, uh, promotion that I'm missing right now is House of Glory, bro. It's like it's like. Yeah. I heard some stuff about it too, man. I, I, I got to make a pass over there and see what's going on because I heard is a lot has changed within the past few months, man. And make sure you check us out on Terminal Tablet. I just uh, had an interview with one half of New York's wrecking crew, yes. uh, Smooth Blackman. Uh, very insightful, very intelligent young man. Uh, that tag team was on the come up before this whole shit happened. And I have, I, I still believe that once this comes back, these, these those two guys, uh, Chris and, and Smooth, are going to be wrecking shop. Yeah, uh, guys, and also uh, check Turnbuckle Tableau and RageWorks.net um, if you want to listen to the stuff there. They got a bunch of stuff. Plus, they got other shows in there. Uh, what was the other shows that you they have? Uh, I think I forgot the name of it. We got Black is the New Black, Call Me When Over, Shrek Untold, Cheese, Toys and Tech. It's the whole network, man. Hopefully, we bring in new people in soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, so guys, check them out. Yo, and Turbo Tableau, you guys got to not only fucking go to watch them live on Facebook and just watch them for 36 minutes and it's over. These guys are on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio. I think Pandora is still, no, not yet, right? Not yet, Pandora. We're still on <laughs> I'm going to put, well, a, I'm gonna put I'm a not, word in for you. 
I'm, I'm, I'm happy though because we on Stitcher. Stitcher got bought by fucking SiriusXM. So yeah, yeah. So so that means that that's good because that that means our podcast will be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, that's the, that's the hope. Yeah, because I know I'm in Stitcher also. So uh, I mean, yeah. I saw that shit. I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? So okay. Uh, but yeah, guys. So check uh, Turnbuckle Tabloid um, during the weekend. Um, these guys are hilarious. They'll make you laugh, cry. They tell stories, and just hilarious. Especially last week's with a little bit in there. That, that shit was hilarious. Oh my god! A little bit thought I was asking for a new microphone. Oh my god! Please. <laughs> she paid. She paid on our on our Patreon. She uh, she she bid four dollars, so she was able to sit in. Oh. <laughs> For four bucks, shit. Yeah, four so bucks, yeah. We're, we're whores. We're, 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 yeah, we're, I know. We're anything for a dollar. We're shit, fucking whores. I'll give you five and I want to sit in. <laughs> oh, shit. For five dollars, you can sit in and you might yeah, get a Five dollars yeah. and a pack of Coronas. Yeah, you, you, you'll be, and you'll be able to drink one of them with me. You'll nah, be look cool. At that, look at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for um, coming back into my show. Yeah, Red, you're always welcome to come. You know, every time. You know, we, we we just kick it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, don't oh. tell me that. I'll, I'll come on the show. I'll come in with my chancletas and yeah, just... Fuck it, bro. I'll cook some yellow rice with salchicha and yeah. chicken, and oh, we kick it, bro. And a pack that, of Coronas. Hey, so. I bought that, that shit the other day, too. The, the rice was like, the, the, with salchichas. Yeah. Your mother loves that shit. That's what I, that's, <laughs> that's what I just did today, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> chicken with uh, yellow rice with salchicha. Puerto uh-huh. Rican shit. You know how that is. So. Uh, you know it. But thanks, guys, for having me on, and thank you guys yes. for listening. You All guys right, guys, thanks a lot for jo- uh, joining me again for the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, um, and I'll see you guys very soon. Peace. And there you have it, guys. Another interview with my boy Jay Santi from the Turbo Tabloid. Every time we get together, we give you the most uh, formal information on how the business is going today. As you can see, we talked about every different topic from the strong style to wrestlers trying to get their moves over, how fans, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, react to it, um, how the wrestling business is changing. It's, you know, when we get together, it's just uh, wrestling one-on-one. And I want to thank Jay Santee once again from Turbo Tabloid to coming in. Um, to my show, this guy, you know, when we get together, like I said, we're just like, we're dangerous in the mic, like I told him. Um, we got a chemistry, that's that's the good part about it. And um, now, you know, we'll see what happens now because um, hopefully I'll be going to the show soon, hopefully, if that's happened. Uh, but that's, the, that's still up in the air. Uh, but again, we I we just do this to give you fans what you want to hear. I personally feel like I have I could give you the uh, the most uh, informative stuff. You know, guys like Jay Santi, who I like networking with because you know the guy is a uh, a master at what he does. You know, what I'm saying when you got two guys like me and him getting together and doing a podcast and talking about the business, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you think that. You guys are wrestling journey. No, it's because we've been seeing this for so many years. The 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 years combined together that me and him have watching wrestling and the errors that we've seen, we have the right to say anything we want when it comes to that because we're an expert at that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, once again, again, I want to thank Jay Santi, Turbo Tabloid. We're gonna continue doing collaborations in the future. 
and he's always welcome to my show. Um, every time we get together, it's always entertainment. Uh, so it just, uh, you know, no holds barred. So um, definitely. But guys, stay tuned. There's more wrestling news and rumors coming up. Uh, things that happen during the weekend. So stay tuned. And welcome back, guys. Um, so, of course, last night they had Slanniversary. And everybody was hyped up about it. They were everybody was like, "Oh, Slanniversary!" Even myself, I was a little bit hyped up. I figured they will, you know, put a show like they did last year. Even though the the talent they had last year is nowhere near to what they had um, to last night. I mean, they had some former WWE guys come out. Uh, there was a, a surprise. Um, Definitely a surprise um, um, return from a wrestler who was injured with knee injuries, made his return. And, I mean, to me, I feel like Snodiversary did all that promotion to get clout again. And the reason I say that was because, number one, you had Moose dispose of Tommy Dreamer very quickly. So I heard. Um... Don't know why Tommy Dreamer is still there. People still like Tommy Dreamer. This is not ECW. This is not 1999. And, you know, um, you know, why are they there? They're just taking up spots. They're taking up money. And I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. The Rob Van Dams, the Rhinos, the Tommy Dreamers. Those guys should step to the side and let young wrestlers earn their money. You know, you want to work for the company? Hey, be a coach. Show them how to do promos. Show them how to, you know, use ring psychology. That stuff. Not get in the ring, do some hardcore stuff with moves. And even though the moves is walking around with that TNA belt, which makes another, makes it more complicated because you're making him a champion, a TNA of a promotion that don't exist anymore. Yeah, granted that the impact came from TNA, but that's no longer a promotion anymore. Now, with that being said, um, also the fact that you brought in Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson toward the end in the after the World Heavyweight Title fight to beat up uh, uh, Ace Austin's uh, guys, which um, to then to drink beer with Eddie Edwards. I, I don't know where that goes. I mean, I would have thought that after the North beat. Um, uh, Ken Shamrock and Callahan, after the promo that um, Ethan Page uh, said, I would figure the Gallows and Anderson would have came out. But that didn't happen. I still feel that uh, they need a lot of work. I- I'm sorry. Uh, they need a lot of work. I asked somebody from 1 to 5, how will you rank anniversary? They gave it a 2. Do you think I want to sit down and watch this show? I mean, I was watching it online. And they had a, a, a woman gauntlet, eight woman gauntlet, which it was horrible. Which kind of throws in like a little black eye to the women's division. Because the women's division, you have a lot of talent in there. But then you put them in a gauntlet. Why? The only thing that I feel that came out positive out of all this was the fact that Deanna Perrazzo won the knockout title. And it shows that WWE does not know what to do when it comes to... The, the women's division or anybody they bring in, unless you're blonde, you're not getting pushed. And I don't care what anybody says, 
but Deanna Perrazzo should have been better than what she was when she was in NXT. I saw Deanna Perrazzo when she was in Ring of Honor, and she was feuding with Kelly Klein. Okay, and Deanna Perrazzo had a lot of you know potential, and then she went and signed with NXT. So I will, you know I hope that a lot of these wrestlers get a good look at oh. Before I go and sign with WWE, look what's happening. You know what I'm saying? And Deanna Perrazzo should have been at least an NXT champion or moved up in the roster. WWE did not do such. So, also, a quick note on the world title match last night. I feel that Impact went backwards. They gave the belt back to Eddie Edwards. This They went back two years. And And I'm saying, Eddie Edwards, really? You gave the Impact World title to Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards was already a champion. How did that go? That didn't go well with a lot of wrestling fans. It, 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 actually, your your um, your ratings were not that great with Eddie Edwards as a champion. And I don't know. Um, I thought last year's anniversary was way, way better than when it was this year. Um, bringing Eric Young back, though old. Bringing the Motor City Machine Gun is a good move for the tag team division because now you could put them and go against the North. I still think the North is the best tag team in there. They're the longest champion. Um, they're the one to make Impact legit. Anybody could tell me otherwise, but uh, they still need work. I don't care what. I, I, will, I figure this anniversary will make different. Rhino and Heath Slater t- teaming up, they can make a tag team. That's a good move because they could then go after the TN, or the Impact World titles against the North. That's more competition. But what about the singles? You know what I'm saying? You should have gave the belt to Ace Austin. Now that's that's the way I see it. They should have gave the belt to him. The fact that EC3, they show EC3 slamming a wine glass bottle against the wall, uh, that's not showing me nothing. Um, EC3 should have came out, challenged Eddie Edwards, and then you got something to look forward for the next pay-per-view. But they didn't do that. They did not do that. And it's, uh, it's crazy. But um, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So let's go on with what happened during the week. What, what happened during the weekend with wrestling news and rumors. First of all, let's start off with the John Cena. Uh, supposedly his contract ended and the wrestling internet was going to buzz. The people were just going crazy. Oh, he's going to get AEW. Or he, they're going to go to New Japan and fight Hiroshi Tadahashi. Uh, a lot of stuff blew up when it, that came up over the week. Uh, as far as John Cena being a um, free agent without a contract. First of all, John Cena's not going nowhere. John Cena is a WWE guy. He would never go anywhere because, you know... um he just committed. This guy, um, if it wasn't for WWE, he would not be nobody. And and, and he he is loyal to WWE. He's loyal to Vince McMahon, and now he's in Hollywood. And you know, and he's making his thing. He's you know, this is the same guy who, at one point, was blasting rock, the Rock because he was in Hollywood. Now he's doing it. You know, saying we're not gonna get into that. You know, oh, you know. But the bottom line is, John Cena's not going anywhere. He definitely's not going to go to New Japan. To go wrestle no Hiroshi Tadahashi. First of all, you can't go to Japan because it's a restriction. And second of all, why would he go to Japan? To do what? To fight Hiroshi Tadahashi? Really? So, it's funny when I see wrestling fans act that way and just go ballistic 
and just come up with stuff. I mean, it's it's nice to dream, but that's not going to happen. John Cena is not going to Japan. John Cena is not going to AEW. Uh, y'all need to stop, <laughs> really. Also, another disturbing news, um, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay over the week mentioned that he felt like committing suicide. And when I heard that, um, the first thing that came into my mind was it because all the bull stuff, bullshit that came out with us, uh, Speak Now movement, that you was accused of being a bully, which a girl be prisly, and a lot of things came, and he, you thinking that your career is over, whatever. I don't know. And for a guy to even say that, that he was thinking about committing suicide, um, that is so messed up because that means that he's very depressed for whatever the reason is, um, and I hope that he gets help. Uh, Will Ospreay is a great, great athlete, a great wrestler. For the, his age, he's in, only like in his 20s. He has accomplished so much in New Japan. He was the hottest wrestler last year in New Japan. And, you know, it's, it's sad when you hear somebody talking about taking their life. So that was a little disturbing. I hope that he uh, gets over it. On a crazier news, Tammy Fitch, also known as Sonny, again got arrested in Jersey. Now... People were defending this woman a couple of months ago when she went online and said something stupid about Black Lives Matters, and um, she just don't know when to shut up, in other words. And people were defending her, and I came out of nowhere. So this woman got issues. Uh, she's a drug addict. She got a bunch of stuff going on in her life. She needs to get her life together. Um, she's always getting arrested for driving while intoxicated. Well, again, she got arrested. And now the Pennsylvania state of Pennsylvania is thinking of filing a motion to revoke her parole. So um, don't be surprised if she's going right back to jail because this woman does not learn. And I do not feel sorry for her. And any, they should, they should um, revoke her Hall of Fame induction in the WWE. But then again, the Hall of Fame in WWE doesn't mean nothing anymore. I mean, look at the people they have put in there. I mean, once the Bella Twins go in there, it's a wrap. That that Hall of Fame don't mean nothing. Because those Bella Twins are a joke. And for them to be in the Hall of Fame, you have gone to the lowest to the low. So, I'm sorry to say, I know a lot of Bella, you know, Twins fans are going to go, Oh my God, don't talk bad about Bella. They're garbage. They can't wrestle for nothing. They're garbage. And you heard it here. Yes, I did. Also, New Japan News, Evil, you know, that you guys know he won the belt last weekend. Well, you know that I mentioned that he is uh, part of the six-man never open weight championship along with uh, Takaji and Bushi. Well, he said he does not care about that six-man title. So what's going to happen? I doubted it. New Japan is going to vacate those titles because um, Louis Gobernablis could end up putting somebody in there that still got Sonata, they could put Naido and be, and be uh, they do the Freebird free bird, uh, rules. Put Sonata or Naido to defend those belts. Even though those never open weight titles really don't mean nothing in New Japan. They never, they never were pushed. They never were, you know, they rarely defended. So they're just a bunch of uh, titles that they people, you know, they have there for, you know, just to have belts around them. WWE knew Ross and Lesnar, according to... Dave Meltzer and other um, 
Dirt Sheets, uh, Brock Lesnar is not showing up at SummerSlam because WWE doesn't want him to show up when there's no fans because WWE is hell-bent to be the first American promotion to have fans, you know, in the crowd. But uh, I think AEW beat them on that. Even though a lot of the people in the fam in the daily place are people that will either work for the Jacksonville Jaguar organization, but they're still fans. Uh, WWE has the TNT trainees, that's what they want to call them, as fans with, you know, going along with what, the speaker, loudspeakers, uh, like Bruce Pritchard or whatever, tells them what to do, boo or cheer, which makes them look like little kids. But the fact Brock Lesnar is not showing up at Sun- for SummerSlam, not a bad move. Why would you want to bring Brock Lesnar on, a, on an empty performance center? So it looks maybe Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the world title. That could happen. Don't be surprised if Randy Orton wins the belt because I, I think they're already, they ready to chop. Drew McIntyre's head as a champion, which is uh, very sad to um, to think about. Also, uh, Jeff Hardy's storyline, his brother Matt doesn't like the fact that his storyline is being uh, exposed out there. Uh, even Shane Helms, who used to be part of the WWE, says that uh, what WWE is uh, gross. Um, there was even word last week that Jeff Hardy wants to leave WWE, he wants to quit. I won't blame him either. You, when your company's already exposing your problems, your personal problems, to the people making a storyline, you know what I'm saying? So it's really, really sickening to actually even hear that. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know, but also um, AEW ended up beating NXT this week. That three week in a row uh, beating of AEW ended, uh, and I knew that was gonna happen sooner or later. So uh, the party is over for NXT, and now they're going to have to bounce back and try to come up with a show. Uh, Pac is still stuck in the U.K., so this is why you have not seen the the the, the trio of the Death Triangle with uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. Uh, so he's still in U.K., the U.K. and United States, the borders have not opened, so uh, we don't know when he'll be back. But um, I know that Pac is still getting paid. Because Jack Evans is still getting paid since March. And Jack Evans overseas also. So uh, that's a good thing that AEW is doing. They're paying their wrestlers. It's not like what WWE did. with send wrestlers home and, 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 uh, or, or, you know, or let them go. So also uh, Kyrie Zane is set to leave WWE, head to Japan. Everybody kept saying Carrie Zane is going to stay. WWE wants to do good for her. She could be an ambassador. Um, if she leaves, she can't compete with no new, um, no Japanese company across, I think, something to that aspect, which is stupid. Um, but I think she's going to retire. Remember, Kyrie Zane is married to Evil, who is the current IWGP heavyweight champion and IWGP intercontinental champion. And... Um, so there's something to see also. So, I mean, Kyrie Zane should just leave. Forget about WWE. WWE don't care about you. If they let, um, Nia Jax nearly put you out of wrestling with a stupid bodge that she did, I mean, why would you even bother? I would have walked already. I wouldn't even care. I don't want to hear it. I would have left. End of story. That's it. Apollo Crews thanks Paul Hamer 
and fear that his departure won't affect him. <laughs> you gonna find out real quick when you don't have that U.S. title around your around your waist anymore, and they give it to somebody else because Paul Heyman was out there trying to um, help you guys, but you know it is what it is. But speaking of uh, Paul Heyman, and then this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about. Uh, Luke Gallows and Anderson claims that. Um, Paul Heyman told them, if I lied to you, you could bury me however you feel like. Well, according to reports, and according to Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson on their Talking Shop podcast, they said that um, they were not on the chopping block when it came on April 15th, where all these wrestlers got let, either furlough or let go. Paul Heyman went to Vince McMahon and added... Luke Gallison Anderson on the list of the guys who was getting chopped. When AJ Styles confronted Paul Heyman because someone told him that he put them on the list, he lied to him. He said, no, it was not true. He did not tell anybody that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson should be let go. AJ took it a further step and went to Vince McMahon. McMahon claimed or the man threw Paul Heyman under the bus and said, yes, he did put him in the, in the list. I cut them. And AJ went back, called Paul Heyman a liar, and decided that he did not want to work with Paul Heyman on Raw. So, you know, it's sad that, you know, that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson had to go through all this nonsense. First of all, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows were planning to leave WWE six months after they debuted it because of the uh, because uh, there was an episode where they were wrestling and they put a pumpkin on Carl Anderson's head um, that was a horrible match it was a Halloween match or whatever the hell it was and they were ready to go and the story goes that Luke Gallows never wanted to come to WWE he never wanted to go to WWE when they when their contracts were over, according to Luke Gallows told Anderson and AJ your WWE marks in return. AJ and Anderson told him, "Well, you're and New Japan Wrestling mark because they didn't because Gallows already had went through that road. He was part of Festers Fested whatever it was. Then he was part of the society or whatever with CM Punk." And then he got let go. He got let go. So he already seen it. And then when he came back and saw it again, he probably told him, look, didn't I tell you? And here today, um, they said that they thought that the contract with WWE was going to get forgotten. And they already had, they were talking already to AEW. And Jericho was pushing for Gallows and Anderson to come to AEW. But somewhere down the line, something happened. Uh, I guess Triple H got word of it. Triple H teamed up with them in Japan. They signed a contract in Japan for five years. And while they were signing, Triple H said, I look at you. I see your kids, everybody, because you never know. AEW may not be here for WWE got your back. And here we are um, talking about it in July of 2020, four months after they got let go from WWE. And now they're in, well, they showed up at Impact last night 
and that's your story. And now AJ is stuck in WWE, uh, pretty much floating because he's not really not. He's, I mean, he's the Intercontinental Champion, but how long he's gonna be the Intercontinental Champion? AJ has done everything in WWE, with the exception one tag team belts. And the tag team belts, the tag team division means shit in WWE. So that's the only thing he's missing. Otherwise, he'll be a grand champion. I mean, well, actually, no, he's missing the Universal Title, so he's not gonna get that because he's not going back to Raw. So, but AJ is a Hall of Famer. AJ. But it's sad that he's stuck in there for the next probably three years, four years, and probably wishing that he would have just left because WWE is not going nowhere. Right now, WWE is in the worst, worst situation I've ever seen them. This is worse than 1993 and 94, those years, 95, 96, when they were, they had uh, Isa Yankum, a.k.a. Kane, or the fake Diesel, the fake Razor Ramon. They, they are worse than that. So imagine, worse than that, okay. Tonight they got the uh, Extreme Rules horror sh- horror show, where they taking this cinematic wrestling matches to now from from the boneyard to now every freaking bit, every 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 pay per view it got cinematic on it. I'm not bothering to watch that shit. I'm not wasting my time. You know what I'm saying? A swap match between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. A bar fight between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Really? Really? This is why uh, I stick with pro wrestling. WWE is done with me. I will not waste a dime, a cent, anything WWE. I will not support WWE because the old man is still stuck in his way. So, with that, guys, this is it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview I had with Jay Santi. I hope you enjoyed the wrestling news and rumors. Um, so hopefully you guys could, um, enjoy it again. You want more information about me? You go to my YouTube channel. I got a YouTube channel called the Chokesland Wrestling Report. You can find all my links in there. You got my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, anchor where I'm talking to you from and you get all the information you want. You want to join, um, subscribe to the channel. I want to thank everybody who has subscribed to the channel. Um, the views, I keep getting views uh, of all my content in there. Guys, check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Push that notification bell for new uploads. Hit that thumbs up to make it easier for you guys to search my channel, search engine. It helps a lot. Also, my audio podcast, guys, you can f- find me in uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, any platform. They guys like to listen to podcasts, but pop bean boomhorn. I'm everywhere. So don't hesitate to check it out. Subscribe to the audio podcast so you get new content of, um, on the weekend and on Thursday when I do my AEW review. So check that out. Um, um, I wasn't I'm not able to tell you anything about the AEW right now. I probably will tell you on Thursday. But well, there's a lot of things going on now. The Fighter Fest is over. Fight for the Fallen is over now. The storyline's ready to get built for All Out. And that is something you guys got to check it out starting this Wednesday. Is I say the storyline, the beginning of the stories for All Out. So check that out. They got a couple of matches coming up this week. So check it out. Um, until then, guys. Again, this is the ultimate one straight from New York City. Until then, keep yourself safe. Wear that mask, guys. Wear that mask. That saves lives. Wear that mask. Six feet. Social distancing. And I'll see you guys soon.